Welcome to the Arrest All Mimics podcast with your host Ben Talon. Hello and welcome to Arrest All Mimics. My name is Ben Talon. This is the Original Thinking and Creative Innovation podcast. How are you doing? Hope you're good. I hope you're all fired up and throwing ink all over the place like I am. My fingers are caked. It's kicked off this week, which is good. Um, Back to it. People seem to have snapped right back into the new year and um, it's funny how everyone's gone missing for the first two weeks and then it's almost like, oh shit, we've actually got some work to do. So it's gone a bit bananas this week, which is a good problem, but it means I'm juggling a million and one things and I don't know how you guys switch off. This is something that I'm kind of finding increasingly prevalent. Um, you know what I mean? Like technology, it's there, it's every, it's all over the place. You constantly have to be in contact with someone. I'm working for American clients, so I'm dealing with emails at 10pm that have to be responded to quite quickly. Uh, and then I'm up at whatever, half six, getting back to it on sketches for UK jobs. Ugh, globalisation's got its drawbacks, right? <laughs> the weather this week is slow heaters taking their time, making you cling to them for every bit of warmth. (laughs) I hope everybody's good. I've had some interesting feedback on the pod uh, this week, which is good, actually. A little bit of criticism, uh, but it's cool. And it pointed out a couple of things that have actually made me really think about my interviewing technique. So that's kind of cool. I keep it coming. If you, if there's something I'm doing that pisses you off, if there's something that you think will be better changed, then please do say I can handle the criticism because you've absolutely got to in the visual communication industry. Um, so thanks for that. A uh, couple of people come in with comments, which is good. And it's like I say, you know, I'm I'm learning as I go. Uh, doing this thing on the fly. I, I talked last night to um, Paul from Calm. Campaign Against Living Miserably. We've got a got a mental health and creativity special coming up soon, uh, and it was a really fascinating conversation. And we got to the South Bank Centre where we were meeting and where we thought we might find a quiet table. No, half five p.m. Waterloo. I don't know what, what I was thinking to be honest, but we ended up finding the corner of a staircase upstairs and nicking a couple of chairs from a table and doing it cowboy style, as is the only way I can do on this show. So, got that one coming up. It's a really interesting group of people talking about um, what their creativity does for them on an emotional level, and, and if it's you know a, a good channel for negative and positive emotions, um, ways of finding your own voice, uh, expressing your personality. There are a lot of themes here running throughout this that go hand in hand with. Um, you know, depression and, and things like that. So it's a really fascinating kind of episode. I'm excited to get that together and get that out. Um, but first and foremost, today it's all about what Katie drew. So we'll get onto that in a minute. But first, a little thanks to my sponsors, Illustration Limited, my founding sponsor. Met up with Harry um, from Illustration in the week. Really fascinating chat. We're talking about where the business is going. Um, They'd been to chat with Sir John Hegarty uh, about you know the advertising industry where he sees that going. Some really fascinating feedback, and you wouldn't believe actually how much effort a lot of these guys put into trying to predict where a rapidly moving industry is going next. It's kind of like uh, you know the needle in a haystack thing, but it's it's interesting, and there's some really good things come out of it. And I think it's good to watch what the agencies are doing and where they're moving. So check them out, illustrationweb.com. 
representing over 200 artists, animators, motion graphics, set designers, fashion illustrators, live illustrators. I've had quite a few live queries coming through those guys recently, which is really exciting. Um, so it seems to be something that's happening more and more in the industry. I think people want the human experience back in the digital age, so worth checking out, worth thinking about if you can do that with your style, whatever you're doing. Uh, so thanks to those guys, illustrationweb.com, founding sponsors, been there since the start. Heartinternet.co.uk, I've uh, been chatting to Nick from Heart in the Week, go back and check his episode out where he's talking about the kind of basics and, and the key things to implement with search, uh, search engine optimization, SEO, where do you stand on Google and why, what are you coming up under? Are you coming up under hand-drawn illustrator, are you coming up under UK designer, are you coming up under black and white photographer? Really don't know, um, but I think you should. It's something really worth having a look at, and I've been using their SEO tool uh, recently, which is really, really good, actually. It's the first time I've ever looked at my official website and gone into the back end and kind of found out who's looking, who's clicking on what, and who's shooting off quick and why, and it gives you a sort of month-on-month percentage um overview and you can look at all sorts of little things about you know what what page was the most visited uh really good really really interesting stuff and and kind of switched me on to a few things in terms of how i'm using my own website so go and check them out heartinternet.co.uk today's guest what katie drew um uses i want to flag up in particular the way she uses her instagram page go and check it out um she's absolutely brilliant it's curated in such a way that the whole page cascades down and it's got a real rhyme and reason to it and I do not know where she would even start to do that. I could not do that with mine. Maybe I could, but it's beautiful and it's really, really good and it's such an organic style which we're going to talk about today and the way she shows that off is has really maximised actually and I think it really shows that you shouldn't treat all social platforms the same, you know, and I've been guilty in the past of going and splurging one post across all different platforms in exactly the same way. But I think Katie's Instagram page really shows off um, the way that you can do something different and tailor it to a certain platform. So I think think about what you are actually doing with each one and why every everyone cannot work for you, you know? So it's cool. It's kind of what maybe the Twitter's better for a reason. Maybe you've got a more conversational side to your creative business and that your front-facing kind of PR part you know the face of your business what is that saying and what is the best platform so think about that and that's courtesy of hat internet.co.uk so thanks to those guys and of course the brilliant printed.com so speaking of that instagram account here's what happened kate is going to tell us a little later about her working advertising and how she did that for a, a long time after graduating actually before getting back into illustration and she met a lady there who she worked with on commercials um who worked with set design and and all that kind of stuff and Lo and behold, she follows Katie's Instagram account, liked it, Overlap of Industries, and now you can see Katie's print in the background of Bridget Jones's bedroom on uh, Bridget Jones's baby. How cool is that? It's absolutely brilliant, and it? it's kind of, it's one of those envy striking commissions, but it's awesome. So it just goes to show she runs loads of awesome prints on her shop, so go and have a look on Katie's website. Loads of beautiful prints, and um, it just speaks for itself. Her work is so tailored and so well set up for something you can hold in your hand. You can see all the beautiful details and the little splashes and the little nuances, which we're going to talk about in depth later on. So there you go. Uh, Printing.com have also got an awesome new foiling service coming up, which one of our former guests stock features, Lauren Goodland, is quite excited about. So there you go. Go and have a look. Check them out. The brilliant printed.com over 90 different services, all sorts of finishes, really great customer service, and the rest, really great printers. Go and have a look. 
So what Katie drew? She's awesome. Uh, I met Katie when I was teaching at Central St. Martins. I do some guest lecturing there every once in a while, and I was teaching on the Enhanced Illustration course, which is a short course that runs over a number of Saturdays. And as Katie will go on to describe today, she was looking to see if she still had it after a long time out of the game in illustration. And to take it from me, she most certainly does. Uh, but we met on that course, and we met at a time of uncertainty for her. But it was great for me to kind of hang around and see what the students are doing and, and kind of just see who's got what and who's got potential. And Katie stood out very much as someone with um, this really quite unique... In fact, one of the most unique styles I've seen in some time. Um, go and have a look. It's um, it's hard to describe. Like I say, it's very incidental. It's very it's very naive. It's, it looks very quick and very simple. But as we'll discuss today, simplicity is often an illusion, and it takes years to build up the confidence to do that and to become quite masterful with with using minimal and sparse compositions, which she does fantastically. I think she's one of the best in the business for that. I really do. Um, and it's a style that bleeds over a lot of different disciplines, so I'm really quite fascinated with it at the moment and a little bit obsessed at times. So go and have a look. Um, not long after I'd been around Kate's studio and had a chat, she sent me this photograph um, and she said, I'm putting off doing some work and I found this old manifesto from university. Uh, I don't know if anyone else would appreciate it apart from you. So bear in mind, I think you guys will appreciate this, so let me know your thoughts. And I'm a big believer that people's styles are in there. They're deep-rooted. It's a product of you, your journey, your environment, and it's a case of drawing that out and recognising what makes you different. So listen to this and look at Katie's style now and then tell me that she didn't kind of subconsciously know where she wanted to go. Um, Here we go. What Katie drew is 10-point manifesto. Point one, I like drawing. (laughs) Point two, I do not like using colour. Point three, I hate big projects and pretentious us statements. Four, my work will be light-hearted and uncomplicated. Five, it will centre around those little things in society. Six, I will comment on the things I know. If I do not know, I will learn about those things and comment on the things I've learned. Not to get political, but won't we be in a better place if people had done that? Sorry. Point seven, when I think a project's finished, take it a step further. Always. Point eight, I like left-handed writing. I will not use it. <laughs> point nine, doodling is not a waste of time. And point ten, mistakes are allowed. Go and check her out. It's really awesome. We're going to talk about, you know, why some people often stray away from that simplicity thing and they think it's wrong because it's quick to do and it's really not. We're going to talk about that in depth and talk about a presentation which is really strong. Go and check out her website. The way she shows off her t-shirt designs and the various projects is really quite uh, really quite sexy the way she does that um, and it's worth looking at. So it's a fascinating chat about an interesting journey and as someone who went and worked in advertising in, in agencies for 10 years uh, it's really, really cool to see how she's come back to the freelance illustration game with different ideas and different perspectives. So we'll talk about that, the, why it's not so wrong to be out of the game for a while and go and get some different different insights. So great conversation. Thanks to Katie for giving me the time for doing this. Um, she's a lovely lass and really, really talented. So I hope you find it as interesting as I did. Um, hit us up on the Twitter with your thoughts at Arrest All Mimics. Uh, keep in touch, it's growing all the time and getting more and more feedback from you guys, so that's awesome. Uh, drop me an email, hello at bentalent.com. Uh, always happy to hear thoughts, criticisms, whatever. Um, as long as you're nice about it, no need to get angry. <laughs> 
you know what I mean. Um, yeah, get some get some nice constructive feedback, uh, and don't forget the the World Illustration Awards with the brilliant Association of Illustrators who've been really looking after this show as well. Deadline third of February. It's coming up. It's right around the corner. Actually, it's uh, when this episode comes out, you're gonna have about. I can't remember my dates. <laughs> I think you're going to have like two days. So get your entries in there. It's really important awards, real prestigious ceremonies. So do get on that. And keep an eye on what the, the AOI are doing uh, on their social media. They are at the AOI. Uh, and they're doing talks. In, they've done one recently in Sheffield, which I believe was a huge success. They've got one coming up in Bristol. So go and have a look. They're really branching out beyond London at the moment, which is exciting to see. So thanks for listening. Enjoy what Katie drew. So what's your background on this? We'll kick off logically with... Uh, where you're from, and where you were creative as a kid. It seems to be the opening question now that okay. I always go for, because I like to know about if people were kind of naturally creative or not. Okay, so I'm from London, and I was just always into art. I was always drawing. <clears throat> and watching TV, like old films, always old films on TV, and always drawing, and didn't really like going outside. <laughs> what sort of old films? Um, just all like the 1940s, 1950s. Oh, really? Yeah, like you, I don't know if you remember growing up, but um, I'm 33 now. So just on the Saturday and Sunday afternoons, I just have all the old films back to yeah. back, and I used to just lie on the floor with my dad and just watch all of them. And Jason and the Argonauts. That's one that sticks out in my memory. Okay, mine those. are more like the like you know like the Hollywoody. Yeah, yeah. Ones I loved. But... Straight away, I can I can see a weird connection in your work there. That's odd, but yeah, it yeah. makes sense. I mean, I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's that aesthetic, isn't it? Yeah, there's something about it. I don't know if it's your lettering or what, but maybe I'm thinking of black and white photos and yeah, stuff that I've seen. Perhaps it's that, but but that's really interesting. You just naturally drawn to them, or is it just because they were on? Yeah, I just think I've always been, and like just, I mean, if you look around here, like everything's old. But it's great. <laughs> so it's like, a real style, yeah. Yeah, I just like all the old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and what about your family? Were they creative? Uh, my dad, no. My dad is. Actually, that's unkind, isn't it? Um, he is like a like mathematician with wow. a lecturer, statistician. statistician. Um, but my mum was always doing evening classes, always like upholstering, making curtains, making our clothes. Mm. For ev- like everything was done by hand at home. So yeah, I've kind of grown up around like that kind of. That's nice. Did yeah. you pick up any of those skills? Not yet. <laughs> I tried sewing. I tried sewing. I told you I got my my mount board cutter for Christmas, so that was my like, that's my big plan is to frame all my own stuff now. Rather that's than, cool. Yeah. And so, what about school? Did you um, did you do what was your sort of steps into thinking um, I might want to do this for a living? So, what did I do? I did. I kind of got half my dad's brain and half my mum's brain. <laughs> so I was kind of split, so I did kind of like the maths and sciencey stuff and then the art stuff. Um, and like I really, I distinctly remember at school, I think it was like A-level piece, I think. I did this massive um, a naught picture in biro of these faces all like smushed up. And it took me, you know, the exams like 20 hours or something. Yeah. And I think I used like seven or eight biros. So it was like really intense wow. and, and fun. And then my art teacher said at the end, that's, it's great, but it would have been better in pain. And you just like, oh, <laughs> that kind of thing. So I always had that inclination to doing like the hand, hand like just doodling stuff, but not, um, I'm a terrible painter. Um, so I never really, I never really realized at the time that there was another option. So I kind of just, ruled myself out of mm. art and I was going to do architecture 
which I didn't do. And then did the art, art foundation, went to university, and then kind of just fell into illustration there, which was yeah. what I should be doing. So. Yeah, you studied in Leeds, right? Yeah, in Leeds. My neck of the woods. How did yeah. you find that as a city? Loved it. All my friends were there, had a great time, um, had a great tutor. Um, yeah, I think that's really important. So, yeah, definitely, he was, he was great. He was really encouraging, and he was just, just he is an amazing illustrator, so mm. um, <clears throat> um, he kind of instilled some confidence in me, which was definitely missing, but um, yeah, I left uni and just didn't do any, <laughs> didn't do any more, I think I had enough, um, and then fell into advertising, doing something completely different, so was producing ads for five years, and then went, oh, hang on a minute, this doesn't feel right anymore, like, yeah. all these people are doing around me are being the creators and actually this is what I feel yeah. like I should be doing um, so I was kind of stuck in this this catch 22 where I wanted to leave but I couldn't leave because then like how are you supposed to support yourself and then mm. I was working like 12 hours a day so I couldn't um, I didn't have the time to like create a portfolio or a website or start looking at stuff mm. so I was just like ah yeah, so, yeah <laughs> I mean, it's, this is such a common conundrum right? yeah. I mean, you hear about it all the time with people and just real life getting in the way, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, really stuck. But then I think that makes you want it more. Yeah. And I got so many, I made so many great contacts and um, learnt so many amazing, like, skills that are so transferable and um, learnt so much about branding and production and, mm. like, just things like quoting and things like that and just being professional and... Yeah. Um, which is just... Is is essential, I think, if yeah. you're working as an illustrator on your own. It's hard, isn't it, with any any kind any company or agency. It's hard to feel that you're on a on a on a par with them. Yeah. Until you've been there and seen that they're not yeah. just human as well. So you were in an agency environment, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, it was a big agency. It was um, Rainy Kelly. So I got to work on uh, and, and VCCP. So I got to work on amazing brands like Coca Cola, Marks and Spencer's, favourite. Mm. Did a lot with them. Virgin Media, Virgin Atlantic. Um, Very cool. Yeah, so do some really cool stuff and surrounded by amazingly talented people. Yeah. So kind of rubs off on you. <laughs> yeah. Think in the end, doesn't it? It makes you want to oh, try yeah. and do it yourself. I think being so close to something, like touching distance almost, can be really frustrating, but one of the best incentives to really mm. push you out the door in a sense. So what happened? Did you decide to leave and pursue freelance? How did you go about that? Um, I got sick, so I had to leave my job. Okay. Um, which was, you know, looking back, completely perfect. So then I started from scratch, and then <clears throat> I started doing some short courses at St Martin's, where I met you. That's right, yeah. Where you came in as a visiting lecturer. Um, it was it, it was something I just thought, all right, I've just got to do this and see where this is what I want to do. So I just did these short courses. Um, and <laughs> I've got to stop there. Catch, catch Fred in the sofa in Kate's studio. <laughs> I love animal interventions on this pro- on this oh, show. <laughs> it's not the first time it's happened. Oh. <laughs> it's kicked out. <laughs> oh yeah, so I did the short, did a couple of short courses there. So it was just kind of just seeing whether I could still do what I did. Like was mm. it over like ten, maybe ten years earlier? Um, and I really found it really challenging, and it was it was it was a great um, kind of. Word. 
shoe in and then I met you on one of the courses and I remember I was sitting at a table and we just came and had a nice chat and I remember showing you my stuff and you were just so positive and encouraging and um like I really rem- I really remember that being such me too. a me too you worked stood up straight away yeah thank you but you're stuff straight away there was just a naivety and a simplicity in it that I just thought was beautiful the map making I was like drawn to it really quite different I felt still do I still think it's quite really quite unique Thanks. Just I think that. that's a good thing. <laughs> oh, completely. Yeah. It's the, I think it's the biggest compliment in my book. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's really important. Like, I think the more, the more I get into it, <clears throat> and like you said, the more experience you have, and you can really see that someone's style is, someone, someone, someone. I have. I fall in love more with someone's work when you see that they're more authentically themselves in what they're mm. doing. Um, I find that really inspiring, like the same with you, like I can, like, you know, coming to your workspace and knowing you and then seeing your work, like it's just all just meshes as you, like there's no, it's just so authentic and I think that's, that's definitely the key to being, um, I don't want to say successful because that's the wrong word, but you know. But get on the right track, I think, maybe. I mean, I don't know, it's, yeah, I, I think most people that I talk to on this show some of them are doing like cafes and things, but whenever I get them lucky enough to go and see someone's environment like today, it just makes sense. I yeah, think. it you does. Know, like you it? say, when someone's on the right track, I think it, that comes across. Yeah, and it's, I think it's a confidence thing as well okay. um, to like trust yourself and just. I don't know what happens when you work, but I kind of just switch off. It's like a little meditation for me, and I just mm. I don't even know what I'm doing, and it just kind of flows out. Yeah. Um, but it's I think. Looking back earlier, you know, you're second guessing, you're trying to meet a brief or, you know, someone's expectations. And actually, that's probably the worst thing that you can do, because then, you know, you're not delivering what they want. You'll get delivering what you think they want and you're not being true to yourself. And then you've got this frustration and then that that comes across in like the flow of your work. And yeah, Yeah. I I definitely find that the best the best projects I've done are ones where you just go with yourself and just you know the more free reign you get obviously the better but yeah yeah that, that idea of of kind of working to what you think somebody wants to see on what you should be putting out there you, you cripple so many people because well yeah that's how you do it. that's what i did for most of uni and at least a year after uni it was i was essentially chasing what i was seeing in the guardian and in magazines yeah. i liked and thinking okay i'll do me of that i mean your style that's it interests me. Like I don't. It's there's such a simplicity and a naivety which I find one of the hardest things to pull off. Because when you get simplicity right, it's powerful. Mm. But it's hard to do, and it's hard to trust that and have confidence in a in a style like yours, where it's really quite organic. But I mean, what were the origins of that style? Because it was well on the way when I met you. At least from my perspective, yeah. it was. Um, I don't know. I don't know about you. I I definitely go through phases of. I, I relate it, you might not relate to this, but like as a girl, you get dressed to go out and you put on all your clothes and then you might put on a scarf and some bracelets and like a red lipstick and lots of eyeliner and a belt and a jacket. And then you're like, yes, I look great. And then you come back and you look in the mirror and you're like, no, no, you've got to take off at least five things. <laughs> and it's exactly the same for me principle with, with my work. And I think, I think I always had it at university and I think... Um, Make my teacher really kind of instilled that confidence in me just to trust your judgment and actually less is more and just um, 
you know, pick the best or just, just like a naive line or something that, that just like mm. um, intonates something. But um, I think that Photoshop's amazing because you just get those layers, don't you? And you can pick and choose and you can immediately see yeah. what works and you can blow things up and make things smaller. Yeah. Um, but I like, what did someone said to me the other day, like, um, nothing's never finished and never wrong, which I definitely, I don't know, with, with my work, I'm constantly changing it. Yeah. And, um, but it's dependent on your mood or, like, what kind of phase you're in. So sometimes I'm in, like, a super simplistic black and white only or, like, there's just that one fleck of colour or other times there's so much going on. So I think it just, it depends on where I'm at in my head. <laughs> Yeah. on the day yeah and I think it's apparent in your style as well there, there is almost a mental narrative going on within your pieces <laughs> I think I mean it, it seems to there always seems to be a story even if it's not obvious even if it's not spelled out you know it's like I always want it's like it's almost even with the still images that you do I almost want I almost feel like it's begging me to press play yeah and it will go into something else yeah that's a good way of describing it yeah but it's yeah. almost like a, a moment in each piece yeah. it seems to me yeah I'm I'm desperate to get a bit of time to do um more narrative type stuff and more animation but that's just like the most time consuming thing oh, God, in yeah. the world yeah. but um, yeah and that, I, I'm just naturally drawn to narr- narrative I think it's the, um, the emotion um, and you're right it's like a moment in time I think that's what I loved about it I mean I, I can't think of a specific pieces that you did when we met but what I really liked was the, the, the figure drawings are quite, really quite doodly little people mm. that were in there and I think there were lips in there yeah. um, at the time and maybe heart maybe a heart but it's the kind of the way you paint and draw the graphics which just you know I mean just that's why I was straight in here taking a photo of like, <laughs> you, know, you, you know just the board you obviously work on that's just splashes and incidental mm. things but that's it's beautiful and it's and it fits right into what you do it's, it's hard to tell the difference at times and I, you know mm. I mean that's a compliment <laughs> I mean I'm a hoarder like I'll show, I'll show you these like, just like here I just Doodle. I don't know about you. I'm not very good with a, a scrapbook. No, or like mine's a like this. So it's just pages of yeah, doodles. Mine's like that too. And like I just collect like nice. Are you the same? Yeah, I'm like, like, like that in my studio. And, yeah. yeah, and then I've got piles down here, and occasionally I organise things into folders and projects. But it's when you find something and it's not the right resolution, and you've got to go and find this piece of paper to yeah. rescan something in. And I've got like thousands and thousands of pieces yeah. of paper. Um, but in one respect that's great because at any point I can make a project up from my computer because everything's scanned in and I've just got all these elements yeah. and text to play with yeah, I'm, I'm sure like you're that the too, same. I've got a style that, that lends itself to just hoarding uh, archives of things and, and like you say you might do something and then two years later you'll come across it again and yeah. you see it in a whole new light and you can yeah. use it in something completely different which is kind of cool in its own way do you ever get the guilt about having a simple style? Because sometimes if I do really minimal stuff, I almost feel like I should have spent more on it. Not, I know that that's not true, but I feel... No, but I do now. <laughs> nah, no, you, no, you shouldn't, because that's what, that's what stops some people from embracing a really beautiful, simplistic style. And I think they get lost in, in feeling this necessity to kind of over-labour them. I think there's, I think there's an illusion with, a, with a, a simple style that actually... It, hap- it just happens in two minutes because that's how long it took you to draw. And yes, it does happen in two minutes, but there's also like the three hours either side of like the other doodles yeah. that haven't made it or like the thinking and the Or the ten years to trust that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so then I think when it comes to creating for jobs and I think when you haven't... More laboured is the wrong word because, you know, I can dream of having like beautifully intricate 
drawings mm. and stuff. But if it's more time consuming, then you know you obviously charge by the day. But I feel like I'm conning someone by giving them <laughs> a quote where, where I feel like I have to justify myself yeah. sometimes. In that, actually, you know, it doesn't just take two minutes. It might look like that, but that's the mm. that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Um, but that again, I guess, comes with time and experience, and I'm still yeah. still learning that one. But. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the, I, one thing I was really impressed with looking at your website is um, the presentation. Uh, your brand really, really seems to um, just fits really well. I mean, I love your logo. The, I think the layout, the website is great, and your presentation of some of the projects is like in particular like the. Um, I've got it written down. So <laughs> know, that's bad. Um, <laughs> ponder, ponder, ponder. Help me out. Ponder, what's the thing? Oh, Ponderful. Ponderful. I mean, yeah. like Ponderful, Ponderland. Po- yeah, I, I Ponderful. Them, but, yeah. but that project in particular, like with the couple sat in bed, is just knockout presentation and the way you've, Thank you. you've yeah. shown that off is a lesson for everyone in, in how you can maximise um, something that on the face of it is quite a simple product or, or piece of work. Yeah, so Ponderful is um, it's like a collection of doodles that I've put on T-shirts and prints and um, gift cards. And I think it... It started when I was kind of in two minds about, because I had all this advertising experience, do I just go and create a brand and sell it into shops and mm. blah, blah, blah? Or do I like go down this like narrative, like emotive route? And I was like, oh, I can just do both. That's easy. Um, not having a clue what I was doing. But actually, um, was an, it has been just the most incredible learning curve, like creating your own brand. And so I've got two separate websites that link together. Um but yeah, just getting photographers on board and um, like just, you know, <laughs> organising, uh, what am I talking about? Um, just like printing T-shirts and just like the logistics of all that kind of thing and the mm. costings. There's a whole world away from, you know, someone giving you a brief and you're drawing a picture and, and you give it to them. So, And also I think it's, um, it's an extension of me as well. So I felt quite um, exposing and I'm still wrestling with, I mean, it's nice for you to say that you like the website, but I'm still, you know, constantly changing it and mm. improving it. And um, I'm not quite there. And I think when I'm there, that's my next step is to like kind of push that brand mm. um, commercially. You know, just the simple little tricks you can use to yeah. really just show it off and make it far more sexy. Yeah. And, um, and certainly your ponderful stuff was one of the strongest examples I'd seen of, of what you can do to give it extra legs and I think they're the things that people tend to cut back on in terms of getting things properly photographed or going to the trouble of getting a couple of models or a yeah. set and you can be quite smart with that I don't think you have to spend a lot of money to do that you know no um, no I pulled a lot of I mean I think the great thing I had I had I have an amazing friend who's a photographer and um, another amazing friend who was um, a stylist and another amazing friend who um, is a makeup artist and another amazing friend mm. who is a um, a graphic designer who's just been incredible with helping with branding and stuff. So I can't, I can't take all the credit. But I think you know, and I think it was a nice distraction from actually like pushing forward on the illustration. Yeah. I wish I had that commitment with all my projects, but it does make a, a massive like with my prints, for example, it, it, when they're photographed beautifully and you can, you know, you can share mm. them on social media and you just get so much more positive feedback and yeah. it, you know, people want want it but there's you no do. question that people want it more I just think it's um, it's kind of crucial 
So how's the moving image thing been going? Because I, that, <laughs> your, your George the Poet um, thing, which I'll share in the show notes, the RSA show yeah. that you worked on is one of the, my favourite animations I've ever seen. I think it's mind-blowingly good. I really do. Think That's it's, um, very generous, then. <laughs> I mean it, though. I, I don't bullshit anyone, and I think it's... <laughs> I just... It, I love the... Obviously, George the Poet's great on it. Um, but the I mean, way yeah, he works with he's your He's just amazing. I mean, just... Yeah, that like, the, I mean, I, people have to see it, or just you know, I don't know if everyone knows George the poet, but he is just the most talented wordsmith, and he's just, he's just so on the. I don't want to say on the pulse because that sounds so nice, but <laughs> like he just, he just, he he just has a way with words that's just so beautiful, yeah. um, and so poetic, George the poet. But um, there's just so much, there's so much food in there, so it was such such a privilege to, to like get get something that he's written on climate change and get to animate it um with very little animation experience so which is my favorite thing to do actually is just to take a project that I don't know very much about and just like throw myself in at the deep end mm-hmm. and work it out as you go along and I think that's you know when, when it's done it's the, it's just so much fun yeah it's, look back it's, and, isn't it it's rewarding and also I love that buzz of when you get to the end of it now, knowing that that's in your skill set and yeah. you know how to orchestrate that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. I mean, I could have spent... You know, I talked before about um, nothing's never ever finished. That does not feel finished to me, but perhaps that... I think that is part of the beauty of my stuff is it probably never looks finished, so... Um, well, of course, it, is. it certainly is a big part of the charm. So the, the outer shots, they, they're a series of short animations that they do, right? And it's, it's a whole range of speakers, isn't it? That yeah, it's normally like a range of speakers. Um, my favourite one is a Renee Brown one um, on Empathy, which is just, in, just the most incredible animation. Um, but I was really lucky with the Georgia Poet one is that he, it's actually poetry. So it was mm. and, and rhythmic and, and, and beautiful rather than just someone giving a talk so I, I <clears throat> kind of went with that but it was funny what you said and what we talked about before when I first started it I was trying to do the storyboard which is just so alien to me even though I worked in advertising but just trying to get my thoughts into and then trying to work out how to animate it and I think I, I spent a month trying to do this and it was just like oh, I was like yeah just please give me another week I'm nearly there with it and they were so <laughs> amazing and trusting um I'm so grateful that they just kind of gave me the space and then I had this revelation of actually I don't need to do this what I'm trying to fit (laughs) a a round peg into a into a square hole here and actually I should just be doing like I said just what I Mm. feel like I should be doing and it was just a scrolling I think I just end up doing a really long illustration with all the elements yeah. on i love the vertical and then just sc- and then just got an animator to scroll down and and you know yeah animate bits and it worked i think really well mm-hmm. <laughs> um, i think your style is really conducive to it as well yeah and that was quite similar to um quite quite similar to the first animation i did um for a Gary Barlow tour, so I did it um it was on like a, like a 50 70 foot screen or something which was amazing yeah. and i totally I asked, I asked, I think I was asked to do help with the creative on it, the um, art direction. I said, actually, I'd really like to do the animation. I don't know where that came from, but I just mm. <laughs> felt like I, you know, I just came from somewhere. And um, Kim, the art director, was like, okay, then. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and then just let me, uh, and again, I think I, 
I did a scrolling one left to right of this character just walking along and all these things happening. And, you know, again, it was really simple and naive and mm. worked beautifully. So I um, applied that principle. So the George type of thing, I think, I think it works really well. And what skill to have as well, because it's the way it's going. And as soon as, soon as I come off maternity leave, <laughs> that's like my number one thing. Mm. Uh, and gift cards. But um, yeah, gifts are just... Or gifs, as I say. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And funny, like, you know, there's a set you can apply immediate, there's an immediate sense of humour with, with, with good gifs, gifs. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to doing that. And I've got some time to yeah. think about it, which, which is the best thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the great thing with, with gifs is, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, is, you can be really naive with them. Like I do them sometimes on social media, um, and they can look a bit crap. And then I think that I think that they work really well in that mm. sense. So I don't think you can go wrong. And like you said, it's really it's really really simple in Photoshop. Yeah, and I think I think I speak for both of our styles in saying that they they are quite well suited to that yeah, sort of almost true. stop motion, yeah, not quite yeah. perfect style of animation. So yeah. why not run with that? Yeah. <laughs> Put that on my to-do list. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. So how's mother have been? Amazing, yeah. busy. Um, like I was saying before, just yeah, very time-consuming. So, um, And a little frustrating, but I'm trying to park the frustration um, once I get a bit more time. But I think, I think the nice thing, I, I don't know whether you've, you're able to do this because you're just so busy with work, is when you when you step back from what you're doing it's it's a really nice thing to do because you you take that break and then you come back to stuff and you can mm. you have fresh eyes and fresh perspective and um I'm sure I'm not the first person to say like motherhood is it's so I mean it's transform it's transforming for me so I think that's definitely going to inform yeah. what I do when I come back and I'm yeah. really excited I always find that when I have a little break and I come back mm-hmm. things kind of shift a little bit um so I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, I'm interested to see what yeah. it brings to, to your work. Yeah. Because I've talked to so many friends recently who are working in various creative disciplines who've gone down the parenthood road. Mm. I mean, I'm the most amazing pro- procrastinator. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazing. But actually, the, the work that I've done since since I had very in this past year, I it, you know, you're so you have to be focused. I have like an hour here or there, and you just have mm-hmm. to get your head down and do it. And um, I also think that, you know, like we said before, your mind's still going, even if you're not working, your mind's always going and you're unconscious <laughs> or in your subconscious or like it, or like consciously. So, you know, you don't stop, I don't think you stop working creatively ever, do you? God, no, we're prisoners to it. I'm a lifer. I can't, like, it's funny actually, someone once said that to me in the job, and this one lad said to me, oh, stop fucking morning. You know, <laughs> was, it's all right for you. You go, get, get to go back to college or whatever in September. Think about us lifers. And it just did something to me, and I thought, oh my God, like if I ever call myself a lifer, at least in that context, it would have been horrible. I'm totally a lifer in this industry. It's yeah. like, there's no retirement for me unless yeah, it's been Yeah, it's just ingrained, <laughs> totally ingrained, isn't it? Um, I like to think I'll still be waking up in the night in my 80s and like with the revelation. Like, <laughs> That's it, I've had it. Like a magical thing. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> so. The last bit I always ask my guests, I'm sure you know, if I haven't listened to a mm-hmm. few shows, is the shark in the tank. Uh, and I ask for a love and a hate, very loosely, creatively, but it can be anything you want. It can be as playful or as serious as you like. <sighs> okay, so love's really easy. Uh, I love pencils. <laughs> Good answer. It's really easy. Like, 
I mean, have a look around. I've got a box over there. I just collect pencils. I mean, nice. I've got uh, just pencils everywhere. Um, um, and old paper, actually. I collect old, old paper. I buy loads on Etsy and eBay of, like, ink-stained blotting oh, really? paper. Yeah, oh, my God. That's a great you won't idea. find any because I've bought it all. <laughs> I've got drawers Monopoly. full. <laughs> I've got drawers full. Um, yes, I love that for hate. Um, I mean, the only thing that comes to my I hate I hate five a.m. <laughs> I hate brilliant. I hate, I hate the morning. I hate five a.m. I'm not a morning person. My son is the most morning person you could ever imagine. <laughs> I love it's, that you single that air time. That's fantastic. Well, actually, this morning it was ten to five, but it's normally it's normally five a.m. on the dot. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm really I'm struggling with that, um, and I don't think I'll ever I don't think I'll ever have a soft spot five a.m. unless I'm coming in from <laughs> from the night before. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's, a, that's one of the best answers. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh dear. Have you, last little question I've thought of, have you got any sort of bucket list jobs or clients or... Uh... Um, when I first finished university, I always, always, always wanted to do editorial. Like That was like, I just thought that was my niche and that's what I was going to do and just didn't happen. And since coming back, I haven't pushed that at all. So, and book covers, like mm. that's... Um, on my list to do after maternity leave so I've got you know I've got a few things to focus on but yeah no like definitely definitely but a book nice. um wasn't editorial just get your brain that's cool. can't wait to see that and your website last thing where can people find you what katiedrew.com cool before I forget where did that come from the um the where did that come from I when I got sick, I was trying. I just was playing around with a name, and that was actually the first thing I did. Was I did the logo? Oh yeah. Yeah, it was the first thing I did. It, took, it actually took me about thirty seconds. <laughs> I just wrote what and I had these wings, and I put them on. and I was like, oh, um, yeah. so I kind of came from nowhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it kind of stuck. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, perfect, and I'm excited to see what um, what, what your next about? stuff brings. Yeah. Yeah, you too. Cheers for your time. Thank you. Talk to you soon. <laughs> I love it. I love an animal intervention on a podcast. So I hope you don't mind that I left that in there. But apologies if you do, because I love it. I love the chaos of this podcast. The things I'm forced to do, the places I'm, I'm made to go and sort of find corners of cafes and stairwells, like I mentioned earlier. Um, thankfully, this time it was, I had the, the honour, the pleasure of being invited to Katie's beautiful studio and to see her desk with all the doodles and the mark making and the accidental stuff. Uh, it was a real indulgence as a fan of Katie's work so what an experience so thanks to her for having me and I hope you enjoyed her really interesting journey and I'm totally excited about seeing where she goes from here because it's a style that seems to be evolving all the time we've talked about personal collaborations and that's very exciting too um she's top last so cheers for having me Katie and I hope you enjoyed it guys thanks again to the sponsors Illustration Limited, illustrationweb.com, heartinternet.co.uk and printed.com, all doing great things in the world of illustration and art, digital, SEO, 
online, social media, and printed goods. Printed goodies. We all love uh, some printed treats as illustrators and artists. So go and have a look at what printed.com are doing. They're really, really great. Uh, really reasonable prices and really great customer service. So, like I say, we've got some cool episodes coming up. We've got Will K. Odd King from Odd Kingdom. Um, Will's awesome. He's a real chameleon, creative chameleon. So we're going to talk about, uh, you know, how he feels about that, about not having found a set style yet, but being really, really good at different things and getting work in different sectors. We'll have that conversation, which is a good one. Coming up, we've got the mental health special, which I think maybe split over two parts, chatting to Paul from Calm about the drastic statistic that there are three guys to every girl that take their own lives in the UK it's the single biggest killer of young men in this country and I find that heartbreaking in uh, you know in a developed country like the UK that there are guys who can't express their emotions and talk to people openly so we're going to talk about why creativity is an important bridge for that uh, we're going to go in depth over a possible two-part episode talking to a lot of people right across the in- industry guys and girls talking about the way they express themselves through their work uh, so thanks for checking in as ever. Get us your feedback on Twitter at Arrest or Mimics. Hello at bentalent.com for any feedback uh, and get us your suggestions for, for guests. Cheers. Nice one, guys. Thanks for checking in and I'll see you very soon. Thank you.